Brothers and sisters, we're going to be getting into the book of, uh, of Daniel. I have, a, I have an easy task today um, um, because I'm introducing the book of, um, of Daniel to, to you. Uh, those of you that have, I'm not sure if you still do religious education at school or do it on your own. Because we have taken, it looks like we have taken God out of many things in our lives these days. And we, we expect our lives to be okay. How can our lives be okay when we're taking God out of, out of, out of the equation? Uh, our lives obviously cannot be. Brothers and sisters, I want to say to you, this is one of the best places to can be in. Brothers and sisters, in this church, um, we ensure that we teach the word of God and we also encourage you to question us. We encourage you to search the scriptures and challenge us if you do not agree with what we say. Brothers and sisters, let's get to today's message. Well, last week we, I believe it was a great video. We watched it for the second time. Um, we were taught about unity and the anointing and the fact that the anointing is not only at the head, but when we are united, the anointing will cover the entire body and people will see that the anointing is there in God's people when we do not trust our pastors, but we trust in God. Don't trust me. Trust the Lord. Don't trust me. You don't know the corners that I go to. Not that I go to any corners, but trust the Lord. You see, I said you don't know the corners I go into. Because, brothers and sisters, that is one of the scriptures we're going to do. Where, where Paul, in the second chapter of Romans, the 24th verse, he says... As it is written, that the name of the Lord is what? Is put to shame because of you. So, brothers and sisters, trust the Lord and you will be fine. You will be just fine if you trust the Lord. Well, this week I wish to, to introduce you to a new topic, an idea, um, uh, and I must warn you, it is a very difficult topic for some. But um, not only I, but we, um, we hope it will edify you as people's church. Well, um, you know, I need maybe to maybe not go too far or, you know, winder, winder, you know, but just go to, to the facts. Uh, you know, we, I'm going to be introducing you to the book of Daniel. It's a very difficult book, you know. And a lot of people argue that the book of Daniel is a, is a, is a very difficult book. I'm not sure about that. Um, maybe let us get into um, the technicalities of the book of Daniel. Uh, some argue that the book of Daniel is apocryphal. Uh, don't worry, I'll explain that word. Uh, um, you know, there's the apocrypha, you know, those books that were, that were excluded from scriptures. Uh, they believe it's an apocryphal book that 
accidentally got into the scriptures. But uh, I don't think so. Because I believe this entire book, this entire Bible is God-breathed and there was no accident that something came in here that was not supposed to be here. So everything that is here is here because it was supposed to be here. Brothers and sisters, let us look at, you see, I'm, now I'm trying to justify why we have the book of Daniel in the Bible. Um, look, there'll be preachers in the next few weeks who will be talking into the book of Daniel. They'll be telling you more and more about Daniel, Meshach, Abednego, uh, Princess. I'm not sure if you, you, you lined up, I can't remember. But, uh, you know, um, um, maybe you'll be telling us about ancient of days. You know, she, have you, if you listen to her, she will not finish worshipping God without declaring that he is the ancient of days. And it's found in the book of Daniel. Right? So you see, in this house, we do our best to be scriptural, to be biblical, in whatever we do and say. Now, let us go to the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 5, and, and it reads as follows. Therefore, this is Christ speaking, right? Um, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet. Did you hear? It's Christ speaking. He says the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel. So how can that book not be in scriptures when Christ quotes it? So is it, can we justify that the book of Daniel is in the right place? Are you with me? I'm not preaching today. I'm just teaching. I'm giving an introduction. So, um, Spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Well, brothers and sisters, I just need to clear a few things about Daniel, um, because today we are focusing on, on him. Well, I'm not saying I'm going to focus on Daniel and I'm going to forget about Christ. No, I mean, who is Daniel anyway? The real deal is Christ. The real deal will always be Christ. Christ is quoting Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, where Daniel was explaining his vision. We read, Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. Okay. Was that Latin or Greek? Okay, okay don't, don't stress. We will, go, we, we will unravel it just now. This is not really, not really okay. Okay, this is what he's saying, you know. Um, in simple terms, he's saying, or rather, we are warned here that there is coming a time when prophets in codes, right? Prophets in codes, right? Can you see what I'm doing with my fingers? That prophets and other charlatans or other liars, right, will bring shame or ruin or destruction 
to the children of God. I hope you remember we, I spoke about this sometime last year, I think it was about August, September, where I shared some video clips where people will quote half a scripture and um, use it to con you, to lie to you, to say certain things to you. But when you read the entire text, the context and the meaning is completely different. Now, brothers and sisters, we are going to be going through the book of Daniel, hopefully from next week. Um, and um, I would love to encourage you, go read the book of Daniel. We have people in this church who are able, who are willing to assist you. We have Dr. Maguarela, we have Dr. Demukwena, who will gladly assist you when you come undone or when you are unsure of what you are reading. That is what we want to do in this church. We would like you to understand God's word so that when you stand to testify about this Jesus that saved you and people come to you and say to you, oh no, it can, there is no Jesus, is not important. We need to be talking about Jehovah. Are you with me? So you need to be able to understand those things. Well, brothers and sisters, let, maybe let me get back to the task at hand. Um, as I said, I'm supposed to introduce you to the book of Daniel. Um, and, you know, it's said that a lot of people avoid talking about this book of Daniel um, because uh, they think it is difficult. You know, they will only speak about the book of Daniel um, uh, when, you know, people are saved from fires or when people are saved from mouths of lions. The other aspects of the book of Daniel, they don't go into. Maybe let us talk a bit about Daniel. You know, I, you know, I would like to argue that for me, oh no, no, maybe I'm not arguing, I'm, I'm putting it out there. You know, for me, um, Daniel is more like the equivalent of Paul in the New Testament. Because Daniel, Daniel lived, did not live at home. Remember, he was in captive or in captivity, right? So he actually preached Christ to people who were not the Jews. You remember Paul as well. He made it very clear that his mission is to preach to people who were Gentiles. Is that not so? So can you see one similarity between Paul and Daniel? Am I swimming alone here? Are you, are, you on, are you in the boat with me? Right. And, and you know, some say that, you know, the, um, the book of Daniel is the Old Testament equivalent of the book of Revelations. Right? As I said, I am not preaching. I am teaching. Um, you know, I'm just giving you you know, the highlights today. And then, you know. But anyway, let's talk about Daniel. You know, Daniel, let's talk about Daniel's era. Daniel was, um, I won't talk about the 16, 650, wara, wara, two, no, 670, what, what, two, five, what, what. No, for me, it's confusing. Numbers must increase. They must not go down. You are, you can talk about, you know, from 700 BC to 600. 
me, it's 600 to 700. You don't move from seven to six, you move from six to seven, right? Now, Daniel was a contemporary of prophets like uh, Ezekiel, Habakkuk, Jeremiah, and Zephaniah. You know, I will go through a few texts um, that actually confirm this, that teach us about this, right? Now, Jeremiah. Um, if you look at the introduction to the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter in the book of uh, Jeremiah, the first three verses. First three verses in the, in the book of Jeremiah, you will find that reference is made to King Jehoiakim. Maybe before we even go there. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, the word of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon the king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. Do you have all the, all the three verses there? It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. Are you with me? We have, we have Josiah, and then we have his son, Jehoiakim. Let us go to Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of jo Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. So is it okay to say that um, Jeremiah, because the Lord spoke to Jeremiah in the days of Josiah and Jehoiakim. Are we together there? So can you see that Daniel was also in that era as well? Are we together? Right. I hope you're taking notes. Eh? You see, this is what we, Bumakwarela. Maybe we must, you know, start following people to the houses and bring them. You remember we used to sit in this little corner on Sunday. On Sundays, we used to sit here and do Bible study. Now, in Ezekiel, uh, the 14th chapter, the 14th verse, we read about Daniel, Job, and Noah. We read this. Even if, now this is the Lord speaking, even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. As if that was not enough, brothers and sisters, the Lord repeats the same words to Ezekiel in the 20th verse. Even though, let us go to verse 20, move from verse 14. Now it goes to verse 20, it says, even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters, but only they themselves would be delivered. So, brothers and sisters, as I went through this, I said, so... The way we live our lives 
even Daniel, even Job, even Noah, those men that were righteous, they would be unable to save you and me. However, there is a but. There is a but. Thank God that the God of heaven realized that our own righteousness would even fail to save us. And God gave us Jesus. So nobody can save you. Your parents can, can't save you. God made that plan for us. If you remember, I'm trying to be a bit quick um, because um, we had a good time earlier and uh, I know some of you, you know, your Ubers are on time to come pick you up here. So. Now, you see, if, if you remember, uh, in a previous teaching, I think this was now around September, I spoke to the church um, from the book of Zephaniah, the third chapter, the 18th verse, where we read in the King James Version. Okay, this is in the New King James Version, but in the King James Version, I think then I read it in the King James Version, which reads as follows. I will gather together those who sorrow for the solemn assembly who are among you, to whom its reproach is a burden. You know, at that stage I explained that reproach can be understood to mean an embarrassment, to mean a shame, to mean something that is humiliating. This theme fits in very well with the days of Daniel as well. This is in the book of Zephaniah, and it fits in quite well with what happened to the children of Israel in the days of Daniel. Brothers and sisters, this prophet um, Zephaniah was also in the days of King Josiah, the father of Jehoiakim. Well, I've given you three. There's Habakkuk as well. So Daniel lived in the same... He, he, he was a contemporary of these four other prophets. Like I said, my intention today is just to, you know, to, lay, to lay a foundation for the, you know, for the teachings on the books, you know, on the book of Daniel you know, in the next few weeks. Um, other teachers will be exploring the book of Daniel, um, you know, obviously with many, you know, with many stories or many incidences from the book of Daniel. Well, I'm glad I'm only doing the introduction today. Uh, you know, the real meat. Um, good luck, Wama Kwarela. Good luck. I don't see the others, but good luck, you know, to the book of Daniel, you know. You know, maybe I should take you on a tour of some of the places that you went to when you were in Sunday school in the book of Daniel. If you remember in chapter 1 in the book of Daniel, um, there are three, there are four Hebrew boys. There's Daniel and the other three, right? Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And you know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are not actually their, their Hebrew names. They, they actually are names that they, they were given. You see, quite often, young boys, young girls, when you think you are cool, when you think you are cool, 
your friends will want you to change your name. They will want you to change your name so that, you see, you can have a name that goes with the beat. I, 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 do you get what I'm saying? So, so you, you see, these young boys, these young Hebrew boys, were actually made to change their names so that they could move away. You see, if I change your name, I can easily change your, your faith. I can ch- easily change your belief systems as well. Right. But these three young boys, although their names were changed, they held on to their God. Um, if you remember, where were they put? Were they put in a fire or were they put in the lion's den? But, but, but there's fire, there's lion somewhere in the book of Daniel. They were put in the fire. How many, of the, how many were put in the fire? Three. And what did they say when they were put in the fire? Sorry, before they were put in the fire, they said, we know our God will save us. And they also said, so now, you know, when it was really happening, they said, even if he does not save us. Are you with me? They said he will save us. And then later when they realized they were being taken, although they were favorites, they said, even if he does not save us, we will not save your God. Young boys, young ladies, it is important that you stand your ground. Oh, no, it's not only the young ones, eh? Us as well, eh? Us as well. You know, we, we some of us uh, do not work for government. You know, we sometimes seek work from government. And uh, uh, they'll say to you, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, the tender, you know, you are in the top three. Uh, so, uh, let's talk. Arbulele. Arbulele. And if you don't bulela, you know, you know, they'll give it to somebody else. <clears throat> I actually had a similar experience this week. But you see, because I understand that even if I do not, you know, even if I do not bulela with you, God is faithful. He will carry me through. Oh, brothers, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about you. I know most of you here have faced this struggle. You continue to face this struggle. And I assure you, um, there's that song. What does it say? There is another in the fire. You remember that song? There is another. There's the fourth one in the fire. He will be with you. So, you know, this is what you, you, you know, they will be talking to you about as, as, as days go by. Now, you, you know, um, we quite often want to, no, no, maybe, maybe let, let, let me not go there. But, you know, let me say this, you know, as God's children, sometimes, you know, you, do you know that God, the God, you, you know, the one that, by the way, we, we can, if I was to ask each one of you, you can give a trait or a character positive character that we have with God. You know, that holy God, that merciful God, that kind God, that loving God, do you know that there are times when he will put you, you, 
in an uncomfortable situation. He will do that. Because when he has put you there, you become uncomfortable and you stop relying on yourself. And when you stop relying on yourself, like he did with these Hebrew boys, when you stop relying on yourself, you then move to him. And then when you start relying on him, you will be reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10. Oh, Bazalwani, hey, you love this, this, this text. You see, you, you already know it, even before it's put there, isn't it? You know it, again. Now, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Oh, no, this is not the part that you like. Let us go to the next slide. This part you, this part you do not like. The part that you like is this one. And he said to me, is, am I lying? Am I lying? This is the part that you like. You like this part. My strength, what is it? Uh, my grace is sufficient. Mm. You, you don't like the part that comes before. And you see, this happens because of, because of the thorn. So when the thorn is there, his grace becomes sufficient. You see, when you are lecturing at UKZN, and, uh, and, 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 and the contract continues, you forget. But you see, when there's only one month left, and Valentine's Day is tomorrow, His grace definitely becomes sufficient. You see, this God shows up in our lives as his children. Okay. Now, brothers and sisters, in the book of Daniel, these young Hebrew boys were put in uncomfortable positions. They were not with Paul. But although they were not with Paul, they understood that that which they were going through was for the glory of God. Maybe if they had lived with Paul, they would have said, um, your grace is sufficient with, you know. Maybe, probably they would have said that, but they were not there. But brothers and sisters, the book of Daniel teaches us that we will, we will be put in uncomfortable situations. There are those, you see, these boys... Oh, oh, by the way, let me tell you something. It was actually only the, the handsome boys, like me, who were taken to captivity. It, 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 was only the, it was only the tall, dark, and slender who were taken into captivity. How? Palessa, you're laughing. Read Daniel chapter 1. Read Daniel chapter 1. You see, it, you see, they took only the best. And they did not just want the looks. You had to have the looks and the what? And the brains. You had to have the looks and the brains. You, so, but there was this discomfort for the children of God. And they had to understand that. That it, will be, you, that it was going to be very uncomfortable for them. And then we move on to chapter 2. Now, 
you know, in the second chapter, um, this young boy, okay, chapter one, he talks about tall, dark, slender. And then chapter two talks about them having to face a challenge, having to go into the lion's den because they refused to serve a foreign god. I'm not sure if, is it by Dr. Tumi, I will serve no foreign gods, whether we, whether we know what we mean when we sing that song. Brothers and sisters, so you see, chapter 2, the young men are put in a corner. In the third chapter, um, you know, can I say this to you, brothers and sisters? Don't ever think that as a child of God, things will always go all right. Don't think that it will always go all right. Don't think that it will always end like, you know, is it Abraham or Abraham? You know, Abraham for me. Abraham and Isaac. There will be times when you will have to put that knife. To stick that knife in as a child of God. You know, one crazy thing about people is that, you see, when you are doing fine, you forget certain things. There are times, you know, where even Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, they would even say, you know, Nobody must say anything about this, the God of these boys. And then the next time, pride comes into their hearts because they are not of God. They are not of Christ because their God wants to fight with the true God. He then says, put up a statue. Bow to the statue. Brothers and sisters, it is very important that you as a believer must be known to be standing firm at all times. You need to stand firm at all times as a believer so that no one, no one, no business partner, no fellow employee, no fellow contractor, no classmate, no whoever can expect you to bend over backwards so that something must happen or should happen. You will be put through times where it is uncomfortable, it is painful, and as I said, you need to stay faithful to your God. One thing, okay, I think I've said this several times to you, um, um, that, oh, by the way, this is not doctrine, this is me, right, what I'm going to say now, this is me. I avoid playing secular music. I actually have also started sifting through what we call gospel music. Um, I know some of my young daughters here, they love this group. And they went, there's this group that went to some award ceremony and they were singing a song about, they, they wanted to call my Jesus, Goat. You know what goat means? For them, it means greatest of all time. No, I refuse. 
Jesus is the lamb. He is not a goat. Jesus can never be a goat. My Lord is the lamb. When you go into chapter 8 in the book of Daniel, they speak of the lamb and uh, the ram and the goat. So brothers and sisters, let us also be very careful in terms of what we listen to, in terms of what we, we say and what we sing as his children. Be- because, you know, because uh, uh, that song was done by by Bratepo of People's Church, Lipopalesa, Nagunyandi. Um, and then they, they, they you, know, you, know, you know, they say, and I can't, I can't even bring myself to saying it, you know, referring to my Lord as a goat. You know, and then, you know, you, 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 and, and then for them, they say, they say goat, but they don't write it as goat. They write it as G O A T, you know, with, with spaces. It is exactly the same thing. That is blaspheme. That remains blaspheme. It's okay. I am the father of the house, as it was said. I am older. I am old-fashioned. But please, brothers and sisters, give me that old-time religion. It was good for, for them. It remains good for me. Okay. I would love to end today's conversation. This, this is a conversation today, Musagir. I would love to end today's conversation by uh, um, having us read, um, I think it's Daniel, chap- yes, Daniel, Daniel chapter 11, verses um, 29 to 39. Brothers and sisters, there is a verse that we love. There is a musical group, gospel music group. They do a song that quotes chapter 11, verse 32. And chapter 11, verse 32, says those who know their God shall be strong. And they shall, okay. Other versions say those who, okay. The the New King James says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The song says those who know their God and put their trust in him they will carry out great exploits. Exactly the same thing. But brothers and sisters, can I ask you please, read from verse 29 to see what it's talking about there. I will not go into that, okay? Yes. Brothers and sisters, these are the last days. I know, yes, as a little boy, uh, Wearing shorts, you know, shorties, you know, short shorts, you know, in high school. Uh, we used to sing, he's coming soon, he's coming very soon. With joy, we welcome his returning. It may be morning, it may be night or noon. But we know our Lord is coming soon. We still say that even today, he is coming soon. Brothers and sisters, Daniel spoke as if those were the last days. We still say today, these are the last days. As Daniel says in the, in the 11th chapter, many will fall by sword, others will fall by flame. You, child of God, need to be ready. Now as I conclude, I want to really conclude now. I want to repeat what the prophet Ezekiel said. 
even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it. As I live, says the Lord, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. I am glad to announce to you that we, you, and you, and you, and me, can find our righteousness in Christ. Our good works, our good works, brothers and sisters, as Isaiah says in the 64th chapter, the 6th verse, are like filthy rags. So your good works, you know, the fact that, you know, you gave that person uh, something, you know, when they were destitute, does not make you righteous. But we find our righteousness in Christ. Yes, indeed. We, the children of God, let us pray that the name of the Lord shall not be put to shame by the way we live our lives as his children worshipped him. Let us be sure that the Lord is glorified because of who we are and what we are. Brother Tomek, please join me. I know you're going to close. Now, brothers and sisters, I have this challenge for whoever thinks or rather whoever has realized that their goodness or their righteousness cannot save them and want to come to the knowledge of Christ, want to have a relationship with Christ. Please, I will not ask you to raise your hand and put it down. I would like you to make a public declaration and come to the front. And um, Brother Mkontombeni, as he finishes off, will pray with you as well. The Lord bless you.